if somebody gets into an argument with you which happens rarely but if they do i can only wish them luck because there is no way of winning that <laughs> argument because you are a very sharp the observations that i was talking about at the beginning of the conversation you bring in all of them and then people absolutely cannot fight very interesting it's amazing that how much you can actually tell by just reading my handwriting and studying my signature it's it's mind boggling there thank you so much for tuning into the absolutely right podcast once again a place where we talk about hacks ways methods to understand and reclaim the best version of yourself my name is aditi sarana i am a graphologist a high performance coach and an anti anxiety expert one of the most interesting things that i get to do on this podcast is to use this unbelievably accurate method of handwriting analysis or also known as graphology to analyze and decode minds which are really really performing at their best possible level people like business leaders entrepreneurs change makers you know people who we look at and wonder what exactly they must be doing different here that they are successful at this level we try and decode these people and understand what is their success hack what do they do to be so productive and that is the game If you're ready then just make sure that you have your handwriting sample next to you because as I will be talking to today's guest I will throw some clues here and there for you to analyze your own personality. Our guest on the show today is this young fitness enthusiast who is the president of Baidyanath Group and through his multiple ventures he makes sure that he uses the ancient ayurvedic knowledge in a modern day FMCG product line. Please welcome Siddhesh Sharma. To make the most of this conversation make sure that you keep your own handwriting sample handy because as i analyze Siddhesh I'll be talking about certain handwriting traits that you can check out in your own writing in the middle of the conversation i will do some decoding debriefing telling you exactly what you can learn and implement in your day in your life to make the most of your situation without further ado let me start with the interview hi Siddhesh welcome to absolutely right Thank you Aditi uh, really nice to be here really nice to see you uh, I was quite intrigued about uh, what you do and all your sessions I've been uh, tracking them also so nice. thank you for uh, inviting me here it's, it's a real pleasure I have this curious question from the time we knew that you are coming on the show I genuinely mm-hmm. want to ask you this sure. your parents also gave you that uh, Baidyanath kadha while growing up Absolutely I am yeah. the product of Vedanath uh, Kada and Vedanath Chavan Prash <laughs> Yeah right That's I was like oh my god like I have to tell you this we <laughs> we had to have that Chavan Prash and that Kada almost every other day and my mom kind of counted on it so thank you guys <laughs> Which is exactly why you look so nice today Oh thank you <laughs> All credit goes to the Kada for sure 100% it's to Vedanath <laughs> and also it's a fun story that I'll tell you that all my friends again touchwood they all keep joking around that i never fall sick and mm-hmm. this is since i was a kid and you know during your uh, climate changes and stuff like that you generally get viral and so on and so forth and i used to never get it so there was a joke around me being you know this uh, like having an iron cladded <laughs> body and i used to tell them it's only because of the chavan prash that i eat every day and you don't <laughs> so i am a living i'm a practical example of it <laughs> makes sense makes sense totally point taken Today we'll be talking about nutrition we'll be talking about your journey with you know the whole exploration with fitness 
the most important aspect that I feel that you'd speak a lot about physical fitness and mental fitness. So when we spoke about your journey, I thought it's like a perfect match to our conversation because our listeners and viewers constantly mm-hmm. try to improve themselves and learn things, hacks and methods. Of so let's get started on that one. What are your ways of looking at fitness at large? Well, uh, to be honest, I just feel that there's so much content out there these days, right? That people just exactly. get puzzled and confused and you don't know what to follow, what not to, what's the myth, what's correct, what's not. But my uh, motto has been very, very simple and it's been, and it's worked for me. You can clearly see that. Yeah. So it's just simple, you know, uh, listening to your body and making sure that you don't complicate things. Mm-hmm. You know what's best for you, but yes, follow some basic things, right? I mean, if you're not disciplined, if you're not consistent, I think you will not get results, but if I can tell you five pillars, you know, based on which I uh, lead an active life, active or a healthy lifestyle, I may say, mm-hmm. our one is first is nutrition. Of course, we've always heard you are what you eat, right? We've heard mm-hmm. that so many times, but we still yet, we don't follow that. I mean, if you're going to eat non-nutritional food, eventually that's what you're going to become. Sure. So I would always tell people that you should make sure that you eat balance, you eat your you know, your nuts, your seeds, your veggies, your protein, doesn't matter if you're veg or non-veg, but just keep it balanced and eat smart. I mean, that's something which is very important. You know, we're every day falling prey for a lot of marketing gimmicks, right? That brands are actually telling you and they want you to see that or read that. Mm-hmm. But we're all educated people and surprisingly, we tend to not read two lines that are on the label claim on every bottle or any food product that we buy. So what just you putting you, So I'm putting your attention to any, anywhere where you see a low calorie or a low sugar claim, yep. when you actually read the label claim, like in a beverage, for example, it would always tell you that how much sugar it has per 100 ml. Right. Now, any and every drink today in the market that is low calorie, you will be surprised and low sugar will have upwards of 7 to 10 grams of sugar per 100 ml. And they're usually a 300 ml bottle or a can. Right. So you're, not, you're having upwards of 20, 25 grams of refined sugar by the claim that reads that says low sugar right because everything is relative they usually compare it with maybe a soft drink which may have 15 grams per 100 ml yeah and they are the ones you need to stay the furthest from because they are usually using artificial sweeteners and other chemicals right. which are far more detrimental to health oh than the regular sugar so things like aspartame is something that you want to look at any anything that says artificial sweetener Right. Artificial aspartame is one of the ingredients that's usually there because it's the cheapest and the e- most easily found ingredient. Okay. It was actually discovered in a lab when scientists were working on pesticides. So it had no connection with the F&B industry. And yet 80% of all your zero sugar, zero calorie drinks have aspartame. Oh my God. So you should stay away from them. Uh, we have recently launched a brand called Shunya. As the name suggests, it's zero, where zero is the true hero here. Second is exercising. I think uh, most people just focus too much on food, but they don't focus on exercising and exercising smart. All of us are, you know, we tend to kind of, uh, for example, if you want to lose weight, the first thing that comes to your mind is, okay, let's keep doing cardio sessions and probably spend 60 minutes on a treadmill or, you know, the elliptical and so on and so forth. But the trick is actually that balance that as well and focus on building lean muscle. The more lean muscle you have, men and women, the yeah. better it is for you. Because with lean muscle, your body is automatically burning calories and burning fat for you, even while you're sedentary, even while you're sleeping. 
so and it doesn't mean there is no excuse that we are in a lockdown and you can't do that because you all you need is a corner in your room and True. your body weight so True. you can just do push ups pull ups squats planks and that's all so just basic lean muscle and that will help you uh, in achieving your fitness goals so exercise smart okay third is sleeping i'm sure you will agree aditi that that's the first thing we are ready to compromise on also right we're like chalo five days let's do a netflix binge and then on the weekend we will sleep i don't know i mean we just tend to compromise on sleep a lot i'm not reacting on that one because sleep is my utmost important thing if i don't sleep everybody is aware of it everybody in my house everybody <laughs> is my team so I, one thing i cannot compromise on so i right. i i agree with you completely right which is great that you kind of uh, you know your priorities and you have to be you make you make sure you get your beauty sleep so what happens is when when you're sleeping at that deep state of rest is when your body is actually in repair mode in growth mode your body body is healing and regenerating and we just tend to kind of compromise on that and we focus usually on the duration the quantity of sleep but we need to focus on the quality Great. so small change that i tell everyone that i actually apply in my own life is just keep all screens away mm-hmm. because uh, these days we are constantly getting that blue light from our either phones or laptops or ipads so just try and keep them away an hour before you go to sleep and then you will see that you will get better sleep and with better sleep trust me everything will uh, everything in life will fall in place and the fourth is stress i think dealing with stress is very important and if you're anyways doing those top three things right if you're eating good food and having the right nutrition you're exercising you're moving a lot and uh, you're sleeping well i think you'll already be in your best physical and mental state to kind of combat any challenge that comes to your life right. stress is a very loosely uh, i think used term these days you know Completely. for anything we will be like we stress don't you agree mm-hmm. in the 90s if you remember the word stress didn't even exist in a dictionary and now even a 10 year old i have a 6 year old niece that might come day one one day and tell me you know what tachu i'm really stressed so <laughs> no, i but in, in 90s we had kadha so so we can today exactly. we still have kadha <laughs> but yes <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yes so i just feel that uh, looking at stress as a challenge is better and that we just change that outlook where it's just a challenge I mean, and if you do things right if you're in a best if you're in your best physical and mental self you will be able to deal with that challenge better so mm-hmm. so just look at stress as challenge and i think that will take you a long way and the last one is being very very positive being an optimist which i know you are aditi while i was doing my homework i read that you said you are an unshakable optimist right yeah. which is which is amazing i mean i always used the word eternal optimist but i've mm-hmm. i've learned a new terminology now and i'm going to be using that myself please go ahead and i i use that term because i feel when you are on the path to grow and constantly perform higher you you pick up things which make you feel unstable and there you walk into those unknown territories and there you claim your optimism there you claim your your mindset and that's how you keep growing right so that this is where i feel and by the way for stress for sleeping we have this wonderful technique of graphotherapy called kama sutra astro practice and mm-hmm. in our description box we always mention this because more than 5000 people in just one year have tried it and have dealt with their anxiety stress and other mental issues very beautifully so wow. that's very very interesting for anybody who wow. wants to use handwriting graphotherapy to solve this problem because it's not uh, as as well known as other things like meditation and all it right. definitely right. helps So Siddesh I have your handwriting That's sample interesting. <laughs> But before we jump into that I just wanted to tell you that I wanted to congratulate you that uh, you know everyone has their own passions and to actually convert that and you're doing something so unique right I mean 
it's not mm-hmm. every day that somebody works out and says i'm going to be a graphologist and you've been able to do that so successfully and like mm-hmm. you mentioned 5000 people right now you've impacted so many lives positively uh, so congratulations for that really thank happy to hear so, that thank you so much i feel this is just my duty and i think we all in my team have signed up to do this as like as a larger idea so yes it is a tougher <laughs> business to run tougher concept yes. to explain to people after 17 years every now and then i answer this question what is graphology how does it work sure. does it really work and you really require that level of patience to nah. walk through that journey so yes but i think right. when you're when you're in love it doesn't matter i think That's when you do it as, as job as work it is extremely difficult but when you everything is fair in love and war right so that's what happened completely agree and i'm going to send you a lot more chavan prash right so that will prepare you for the next 17 years <laughs> to continue to keep answering that question <laughs> thank you so yes. so let's get to your handwriting sample we had asked you to write a sample which is a paragraph on a blank sheet of paper unruled sheet mm-hmm. of paper so your sample is in front of me and i want to talk about a few things which stand yes. out the very moment i look at it first thing is you are a very good listener every time you listen to somebody you put your heart into your ears you observe things very carefully you are constantly trying to learn from things you might not agree with that person you might not feel that what he or she is saying is valid but you would listen to them you try and understand and that eternal curiosity i feel has played an important role in your success in your growth and and also keeping you very very active mentally because those observations is your game very few people are aware of it they would say oh i i told mm-hmm. him and he understood the message and all of that but the way you observe things is not what people say but how they say things mm-hmm. that is very very exciting and interesting for you thank you i think uh, i i do agree with that and i just feel that you can learn from everybody around you right i think i always tell people that people are your biggest strength and yep. all relationships and every everyone around you has so much to teach you if you can actually listen if you can actually observe yep. so i'm i'm really happy that i get that feedback after you studying my handwriting uh, thank you and i'm saying this because when you write your lower case letter e the loops in that e are well formed for anybody mm-hmm. where the loops are well formed it's almost like e for year right so you actually have an ear wow. for detailing for 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 things that otherwise people miss and you observe things closely now thereby because you do that it is very difficult for others to lie to you mm-hmm. so you might not tell them that you have caught their lie but you will always make a note oh i don't think this is fitting into the story that they told me last time and you oh. just observe that make a note of it and next time when the person comes up with another excuse or or another lie you kind of go around it because you already have that data noted sure yes it makes sense and sometimes i don't know why i just feel that in conversations that if i have spotted that you know this is incorrect hmm. just to for the sake of not making that person feel bad i would be like okay let's just move on i mean it's not really affecting my life in that manner so yeah. especially if it's in a public forum and if somebody is making a statement or something of that sort it could be very minor but that's interesting that you've told me that other yes because i do just tend to ignore it i'm like it's not yep. going to benefit anybody no, to bring this sorry, up sorry 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 no no you do not ignore it you make a note of it you just don't act on it that's what i'm saying yes i don't <laughs> but, act on it <laughs> yeah, yeah but, but i definitely make a strong note of it yes and, and <laughs> my decisions based on that Uh, on that point will obviously then be very different yep you know in the life that i lead uh, i think uh, high performance is is like hygiene right i mm-hmm. i need that 
all the time in my life be it while i'm trying to work out or uh, you know running my businesses so i would love to uh, understand a couple of things from you so for example uh, i just i sometimes feel that i am a little hard on myself and when i mean that uh, so i've been kind of uh, working in uh, my family business and a few startups that i've started off for about 14 15 years now but i still feel that uh, i haven't hit that milestone you know that something that will make me very happy and make me uh, content in a manner mm-hmm. i know that i'm always going to keep challenging myself and uh, i'm wanting to kind of rise in whatever i do but i still struggle in my mind uh, to be rested in that sense that okay you are doing your best and that milestone will come today or tomorrow so mm-hmm. that's something what uh, i'm sure you you've interacted with so many Uh, entrepreneurs and various uh, interesting people what's your thought on that part that's a loaded question and i want to break it in multiple parts as i answer it sure. first of all what do we require in life what do we want to achieve is driven by goals the way we are taught to do it now when i study high performers one thing i understood that they have connect with something that is their internal pursuit of excellence in japanese term they call it kodawari where they say okay it is not excellence but it is personal standard of excellence oh, sure. so the very moment you set your ground on that one then you will start sure. looking at am i matching hitting my mark or not sure right like for example if you look at athletes you know you you would definitely connect to this one that some people can perform really really well and others are not as good at with their strength but they are very good with their flexibility so everybody sure. and everybody have their own strengths and weaknesses but if somebody doesn't understand that and if they only look at the external goal as a as a marking mm-hmm. then they will keep striving and struggling mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. we want to strive but we don't want to fall, fall, fall into that struggle path and that can be done if you know your personal standard of excellence mm-hmm. and then only Make you can sense. evaluate and in your case other people can't give that to you because you are highly observant and your ideas are very complex so when everybody is clapping for you you look at that and you say wait a minute i don't know whether i got that or not now i'm going to use handwriting to answer the question further in your mm-hmm. signature there is a stroke that comes back and then moves forward mm-hmm. any stroke in the writing or signature when it moves from right side of the page to the left side of the page it shows that you are highly self critical mm-hmm. now self criticism is a habit it is not about right. how good or bad you do things it's a habit right. it means okay. the very moment you find your fault other people making mistakes you'll go and you know figure out what you can do and move forward how can the project go but if you make a mistake there are these reprimanding sessions that happen in person mm. in close under you know behind the closed doors in front of the mirror if at all and then you go like but how could i do this i shouldn't have done oh. that or this oh. is not okay this was so stupid of me whatever vocabulary oh. you use that might not be the exact words of course but when you get reprimanding you know yourself that harshly next time when you are about to make a mistake about to jump into that deep end of the pool the mind which is trained and punished in a way keeps reminding you of that session that conversation that makes sense to me and if i can interpret it in a manner where i say that in a degree of 1 to 10 if i've done something and i give myself a 7 uh, it's more like i know that i can get to 8 yep. so while i may be getting good responses with that delivery of a 7 i know in my mind that it should have been an 8 
right. which is why that keeps uh, you know i keep working on that while i'm while i'm absorbing the energy of the delivery of seven from people or from incidents or you know situation i know that in my mind i'm already uh, working on how i could do that better so that is something that is is definitely a, a trait that i have i can say so so yeah i mean uh, it's quite uh, precise in terms of how you read that in terms of my signature that's very interesting do you know the most important conversation that you can ever have with anyone is not with your spouse not with your boss not even with your child it is a conversation that you have with yourself when you look into the mirror and tell yourself certain things about your own success and your own failure it designs the filter through which you look at every single choice in your life now people who have self critical stroke in their writing fail to keep the space of communicating with themselves nurturing and healthy they become harsh they become critical and they hold on to the smallest mistake that they have committed The stroke to look for is the underscore or underline in your signature that starts on the right side and moves to the left side which means the underline starts at the last letter of the signature and starts moving towards the first letter it also could be a minute stroke in your lower case t when the horizontal line on the t starts on the right side and moves to the left side so it is not as much about the length of the stroke but the direction of it so imagine somebody holding a knife in their hand and hurting themselves only because they committed a mistake that's exactly what the stroke means if you have this habit of self criticism or if you find the stroke in your writing then you are very difficult to please when it comes to your own performance so you keep finding faults and other people cannot do much to keep you happy when you are unhappy in your own mind ikigai in japanese refers to having a reason to wake up every single morning to connect to the thing that you do you know be dedicated to that now kodavari talks about your personal standard every single time you do something that that matters to you if you are following your internal standard of excellence you can just stay little away from the result of it and that commitment to stay in the process matters a lot especially when you are self critical so next time you walk down that path and start telling yourself why didn't you give your best shot you should have given your best shot pause and ask yourself did you give your best possible shot if yes then ask yourself what else can i do next time when i come to the same same point but do not be only critical because that communication that you use with yourself and the one which you use against yourself becomes a barrier next time you're confronted with a problem think about it let's get back to the conversation with siddhesh right now and one question i have uh, while we're on my signature is uh, you know since i was like 10 or 12 i have this signature and mm-hmm. back in the day when you were in school you just want to make something which just looks nice Stylish. and you're like okay yes this is looks <laughs> nice i can show this off to people and look at my friends i, I can turn it into my autograph <laughs> exactly <laughs> exactly so i just feel that for me the kind of person i am i don't know why i just feel that i should just change it to just write it in simple terms because a lot of people do that and i now envy them uh, including my mother that she just puts in her name as kalpana sharma as a signature and that's mm-hmm. so stable right that's that's so mature while i have this beautiful handwriting no no not a beautiful handwriting i should say it's a master it's a master art of like uh, accidents happening at the same time <laughs> there's so much going on that right. only i can i can do it again and sometimes even i can't so <laughs> so how do you uh, interpret that as in terms of signatures where people have this something very steady versus you know a graphical design like mine that's a great question 
uh, because when when you look at signatures it's not about what you chose on the paper signature is a subconscious representation of your public image mm-hmm. which means in public you want to be sure. perceived you want to be seen in a particular manner and sure. for some reason you might have chosen it at age of 10 but still it was the representation that your mind wanted to stick to and imagine mm-hmm. from that time till now you could have at any point chosen to change it but you felt like change it but you stuck around you felt like sure. change it but you stuck around this is also a choice to stick around some or to something sure. that you believed was essential and important now though it is an artistic signature going to a simple name may or may not work for everybody okay. for example for your mother if she is writing exactly like her handwriting so if your signature and your handwriting are both of them are identical that shows that you are the kind of person you are in public and person in private mm-hmm. the same person Understood. now running a business you cannot afford to do that right there sure. are tactics there are techniques that one requires sure. to use and it's not a choice in a way something sure. as a leadership role it demands you cannot give away information to sure. every single person so you do require some variation so identical signatures work for people who can afford to be who they are everywhere makes sense and makes sense. unfortunately the way we live our social lives and social media lives and real lives we cannot carry that identical part makes sense but we require Thank to you. make some changes and we go to play that and maximize on your strengths and and reduce your weaknesses so those kind of designings are required but not identical so some variation done thoughtfully can create amazing results because signature by itself gives you a persona that you can play with for example i'm an introvert and 80% of my day is about talking and connecting with other people so if i do not have sure. that in my public image people will feel uh, the kind of aloofness that i do showcase when i do not want to speak with anybody but sure. the public image requires certain you know in a way tweaking for you to showcase yourself or be available for for the role that you're playing and those are the benefits of choosing the signature in a specific manner wow makes sense thank you it is i can hardly believe that you're introvert by the way I know. I right? believe. <laughs> this is acquired, completely acquired. Well <laughs> done. Practiced over and over again. <laughs> so when we look at uh, your oh. relationship with other people, which you count a lot on, there are a few things that I want to talk about, which you can improve, enhance, and take your empathy, which is your strength already, to the next level. Mm-hmm. See, one of the things which we rarely find in leaders is their ability to understand other people's pain, other people's mm-hmm. challenges. and i feel it's a lot and i would get give a lot of credit to your parenting to the environment that you were brought up in where these Thank values you. were essential you couldn't have sure. compromised on respecting other people absolutely and uh, your dad was particular about it but also especially your mom had very clear standards of not disrespecting others and thereby those areas are kind of covered for you when you look at empathy and understanding other people a few things to keep in mind which kind mm-hmm. of which are great in a way which also represent your intelligence and go against when it comes to people skills mm-hmm. two things mm-hmm. one you're very very direct when it comes to saying things for what they are mm-hmm. and people so many times can't take it because they're like how could you say this for what it is mm-hmm. 
but you're mm-hmm. like, I care for you. And I got to tell you that you are about to fall into this ditch. And if I don't right. tell you, I won't do justice to our relationship or friendship. But for them, they are expecting you to say things in a softer, in a polite, in a politically correct manner. And sure. if you care for somebody, you cannot do it. It's not like you don't do it. You cannot do it. It is so important for you to stop them or like protect them or take sure. care of them. And, you know, whatever is the motive. But the way of speaking is very direct, which gets to them. And second, if somebody gets into an argument with you, which happens mm-hmm. rarely, but if they do, I can only wish them luck because there is no way of winning that <laughs> argument because you are very sharp. The observation that I was talking about at the beginning of the conversation, you bring in all of them and then people absolutely cannot fight that side of your intelligence of arguing. Very interesting. It's amazing that how much you can actually tell by just reading my handwriting and studying my signature. It's, it's uh, mind-boggling. I have a question for you. Sure. So when you are picking up, you know, the fitness or we'll talk about your, your whole passion and love for tennis, how, Absolutely. what do you derive from these physical activities into your business? Is, do you have any lessons or any, any things, you know, how we stay with that? Like I, I got into cooking two years ago and uh, very seriously, very committed to that and that whole mm-hmm. process of cooking. But every time I cook, I learn so much more about my coaching practice. And, you know, I, I always derive one thing Correct. from the other for you sports and business how would you combine the two i think it's a fantastic question and thank you for asking that because very recently uh, less than a year ago i actually took up the challenge of uh, committing into crossfit as a training uh, as 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 for my fitness i was always mm-hmm. into playing tennis competitively uh, early on and then i was into functional training and strength training but crossfit is something that i was introduced to very recently so mm-hmm. when I took this up, I realized that it really humbles you, right? Because when you're learning something new, <laughs> totally just, every single day, just like, it's impossible for me to do this overnight. And then when I bring that to work, and I also look at a lot of people that are, you know, uh, that are in our team, and you expect a lot out of them, mm-hmm. but you also have to be a little patient because that may be crossfit for them in a way. So you That's kind right. of also get a little more patient, and you get humbled that you know you can't do everything also, and you need to be uh, be more more patient and overall just 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 relax and just take take your time and or in a way create regimes for them to build their capacity correct come correct create small crossfit sessions in a way which <laughs> uh, which can also take them there so that is one thing and another is every time you get past a crossfit ward which is workout of the day right you are you're absolutely physically gone i mean your heart rate's at 190 and, you know, that's when, when you are in that zone, when your heart rate's above 180 uh, per minute, yeah. is when you get into that dark zone where you're just with yourself and you can, you can really compete, you can really understand what you're all about. Like, what is that energy that you bring there? So if you can actually manage to complete that ward for the day, mm-hmm. when you go to the office, you know I have been able to combat my CrossFit ward and mm-hmm. I came out just alive. That just gives you the power and the energy, the endorphins mm. to kind of, kind of compete with anything to kind of uh, basically take up your day for in your, in your tasks in the office. And obviously in work, when you're, uh, when you're running businesses, there are challenges every day, but no challenge is, 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 is something that you can't surmount or you can't face with all your spirit. So I Especially think after sports, doing 
after doing a crossfit session you know that you 100%. thought it was impossible and you could do it you could survive you could manage to survive yes so i feel with sport and i think any sport and which is why i'm going back to that exercising point that i mentioned to you earlier on this podcast that it's it's very important because i think that really builds you that right. that gives you a lot of mental and physical strength to kind of uh, you know deal with other challenges in your life so i highly recommend it and i want people to kind of ensure that yeah. forget crossfit that's something that they should try and do but at least ensure that they keep moving they keep uh, exercising and they they're living an active life that's 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 what's very important so i i urge everybody who's listening to this podcast to just make sure that everything should everything comes second first is yourself right and, and your body and you your health absolutely and you mentioned mental health which is so critical that that self love is again something that i talk about a lot to people when i get an opportunity to that you need to learn to love yourself right and that's when you will be happy right it's almost borderline being selfish uh, but that's okay because if you're not happy nobody around you be it your family your friends or your work colleagues your mm. team members everybody is going to just not uh, get the best out of yourself if if you are not able to you know be happy so so i think being mentally health, mentally uh, happy and in a good place is is equally important and we should all focus on that a lot you know i'm just looking at your writing while you're talking about it uh, the way you write your letter a and o they do not have any loop inside they're like very clear formations it talks about somebody who is very clear at heart which is a very rare quality so please keep Thank that you. and you know especially when i meet a leader an entrepreneur who is that clear at heart which means you know it's not only the intent that you uh, present to people as your goal or as your mission but you really mean it so very few times you meet people who want to do what they do because they want to make a difference most of the time people want to do it with so many other reasons and nothing sure. right or wrong about it but just to have that clarity in the heart and intent which is pure or clear is very rare and i'm very happy that you know you have it and you are pretty pretty much making the most of it so thank you that means that means a lot that means a lot amazing. to me thank you thank you so much So before we let you go we have to mm-hmm. know about your story with the greatest people on this planet when it comes to the game of tennis please tell sure. us what happened how did you manage to do it and what was that experience like um i completely agree with you they are the i think the biggest stars and legends uh, of the game and yep. if naming roger federer rafael nadal and novak djokovic i think being a tennis player myself growing up and playing uh, competitively uh, i managed to i managed to win the silver medal in the indian national games uh, wow. when i was 17 so i i truly uh, have not only enjoyed the sport but i played the sport so what i mean to say is that i have a very different passion and liking for it i mean uh, i often tell the world that I, a lot of me today is because of tennis you know that's what my life was growing up so to actually be around and have an opportunity to meet uh, the legends like Roger Rafa and Novak was in itself fantastic i mean it was okay. it, it was something that was once in a lifetime for me so i will tell you three really funny things about all three of them and an incident that i will i will take to you know my grave that um, interestingly when this happened and when they were in india and uh, i happened to meet them i also happened to play with them 
because what? I and they didn't know that I was a tennis player at all. So when they were practicing, I very cheeky took my tennis racket and I started hitting the ball, and they were like, "Okay, uh, we didn't know that you play." But then I said, "Yes, I do a little bit." So while they were just warming up, I could just hit with them, and uh, that eventually led me to this moment where we were during the tennis match because this was a league, right? Where there was a bench where all the team players and myself we were uh, we had the luxury to sit there, and uh, this was not. Th- this wasn't for fun but during uh, an intense moment during the match mm. roger actually came to me along with the team captain and asked me for a suggestion no strategic as a strategy decision i was like are you guys kidding me are you like you to just trying to pull my leg here so i looked around and i looked back at them and they were literally serious i was oh like this can't be happening so it just tells you how humble i mean a guy like it's roger humble. can also be right so it was It's something that I will never forget. Oh my God! You you cannot okay. forget this one. This is like something oh, as you rightly said. Absolutely right up there. And the best thing is that they took my suggestion and we won that match. So I'm wow. very happy. So we <laughs> talked about it post the match also. So so you know these things also got me kind of closer to them as 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 people, right? And otherwise you're just looking at them in a very different light all the time. So yeah. we could relate to each other. It's again because of the sport. Uh, with Rafa again, uh, he's some he's he looks so powerful, right? I mean he's like this. uh very strong uh, personality on court yeah, to a point of feeling court. scared absolutely right <laughs> but he's the most gentle guy that you will ever meet very very soft and sensitive uh he will ensure that he takes care of everyone around him he's very soft spoken he's almost shy which is amazing i mean you can't imagine yeah. a guy like him who's so expressive on the court to be so shy i'm sure his signature would be saying all of this and his handwriting would be all all different probably <laughs> there there's a key i got to look at that <laughs> I need to I need to WhatsApp and and get him uh, to write a sheet the way I did. Please do, please do. That would be <laughs> that would be amazing. Amazing, yeah. Yeah. So, so yes, that was uh, super interesting to see you know a different side of uh, of Rafa. And one interesting thing that I'll tell you is that he's very superstitious on court, and he uh, keeps his water bottles while he's seated in the exact very place. Uh, he just has to be following that meticulous process all the time. But during this league, there was no time, so he couldn't really do that. so he had to improvise so he was actually joking with his teammates that oh my god i can't play i'm not able to actually <laughs> do my regular tennis stuff here so that in itself was so funny and he said you know this is actually going to change the way i actually play in the professional league oh my so god so that was massive <laughs> that you know certain small things that i could witness live that he's going uh-huh. to change in his game when he's going to play professionally at the wimbledon finals for example so that was super interesting and very quickly with novak i mean he's the most fun person that you will ever meet again very humble i think that's the common uh, commonality between all the legends in any sport or in any i think at any field in the world any walk of so, life pretty much any walk of life completely agree so when novak was playing and he was just practicing so i was just around and i kind of bowled like a cricket bowl like I, i was bowling at him when he asked for the ball and he would immediately change his racket and he was like he would <laughs> overturn his racket and play it like a cricket shot and uh, eventually he started doing that constantly doing that you know that 7 8 days that we were together and we were trying 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 to learn cricket because he obviously being a serbian uh, didn't know too much about the sport right. so we had a conversation and he was his eagerness to learn about the sport was immense so we had a few laughs around that that's amazing that's oh my god all <laughs> these stories are so beautiful and powerful like if I you do. ever get to writing a book i'm sure your book will be filled with all of these experiences 100% absolutely i mean uh, i think all these in- instances with these people have made me like learn a lot and definitely teach me how to be modest 
it was sure. incredible that's amazing i was just quietly noticing all these things okay. like you said i observe people yeah. a lot <laughs> <laughs> so on that note where we began the whole conversation with observation and great listening skills i think you your stories just wove all the points that we made together and just brought that listening skill and observational skill to the next level altogether thank Super. you so thank much you. for joining us on this episode of absolutely right thank you so much thank you so much aditi it's been a pleasure Thank you so much for joining me on this episode of Absolutely Right. Did you find the letter E in your writing? How about the self-castigation stroke? If you think graphology is as fascinating as I think it is, then you must join our graphology masterclass. In this one-month online course, I talk about 20 different factors. You can analyze your spouse, your child, the new employees that you're hiring, and most importantly, you can know yourself which I feel is invaluable. If you think you had this moment of realization hearing this conversation, something that just felt like a penny drop moment, do share your experience on my email ID, write, W-R-I-T, at aditisurana.com. If you'd like your organization to go through this assessment process, if you want me to coach the leaders, if you want to get coached yourself, you can know more about that on my website, aditisurana.com. I will see you on Friday with a short episode which is based on journaling to create actual shift in your behavior. Till then, happy writing! Mm-hmm.